we are thin on the ground today. But it kind of, uh, if God had an allowance of blessing, then we all get a bit more because there's less to get it. I just want to say that I get very excited every time I get the opportunity to share God's word. And so whether there's one, two or 10,000, and I haven't preached to 10,000, I've preached to thousands, but not 10 that I know of, I, I, I just get this sense of expectation of what God is going to do. Although I've prepared notes, I kind of let the Lord have his way and his say and sway over that. And so I never quite know what's going to come out. I just trust that it will be honouring to God and something that he has in his heart for us to hear today. And so that's how we come together. I wanted to also honour where Kirk was going with the yes um, theme for the start of this year. And it's been exceptional. If you haven't been here or if you haven't been able to get online and hear the messages, I encourage you to do that because this whole it begins with yes is so appropriate. And I, I want to try and wrap it up to some extent today, although Kirk may or may not go on with it beyond here, because the whole thing about yes in, in my heart is if we're saying yes to Jesus, it's, it's a bit like you're either pregnant or you're not. It's like there's no half yes. There's no... I'm yes, but I'm not yes. And so to me, when we say yes to Jesus, we're all in. And the, and the theme for this morning is about discipleship and discipleship in action. And so that's, to me, the yes to Jesus equates to discipleship in action. We can give an assent in our head, but unless that assent comes from our heart we are only playing tiddlywinks with Jesus. There's, a, there's a, a dimension beyond a mental ascent when we say yes. It needs to translate into the all of who we are as we come and say yes to Jesus. And the, the outworking of that is that we step into the fullness of the action of being a disciple of Jesus. Does that make sense? Because I think it's really, really important because it's so, it's easy to go, well, yeah, it's, it's a yes, but, you know, I'm busy over here. And um, yes, Lord, I'll get around to that later. I love that last song. In fact, at the end of this morning, I think we might sing that again. If you say go, we'll, we'll sing that during ministry because it is the song for the day. I didn't pick it, but it is the song for the day. Because as I, I made my notes uh, through the week, as I generally do if I know I'm speaking. Sometimes I don't get that sort of advice, but I did this week. And then I, I started rolling around a whole bunch of other scriptures that sort of flowed around it and bounced around this whole theme of discipleship and how it begins and where it goes and how we get there and what happens. And then the Lord just said to me, David, he said, there's a one-liner. He knows I like one-liners. He said, there's a one-liner. The message and the theme and the thrust is the challenge is Surrender your agenda. The Lord wants us to surrender our agenda to him, to his agenda, to become fully yes people. That's what takes us from yes, okay, to yes, I'm in. Because if he says go, we go. If he says stay, we stay. It's what he says that causes us to walk as disciples of Jesus. 
And so, yes to discipleship in action is resiling from our own action agenda and giving into the action agenda of Jesus. Does that sit comfortably? Does that make sense to you? I don't want to keep going if I'm getting shaky of the head because it's important we build on that as we go this morning. Because the other part of this is that Jesus, when he commissioned his disciples, and we'll come to this later and I'm already walking away from my notes, but is he said, all authority is mine. Go therefore. And so why would he say that unless we needed that authority to become his disciples and to make disciples? Authority over what? Authority over who? Jesus was giving us authority to deal with all of the works that are against the delivery of the kingdom of God into the earth. In other words, it's our armament for spiritual warfare. Now, I never heard about spiritual warfare as I grew up in the church. It was probably talked about in language that I didn't understand, but I did not understand spiritual warfare. I thought my, and, and this is what I'm about to say is true also, I thought my being good for Jesus was spiritual warfare, and it is, because it's not giving the enemy whole control over me. I'm choosing things that honour Jesus, and so that's spiritual warfare. But there's a dimension beyond that for the disciples of Jesus. And Jesus calls us to discipleship. He said to his disciples, go and make disciples. He didn't say go and fill up buildings with people that say yes to me on Sunday and do what they like through the week. He said go and make disciples of all nations, of all people groups. And so he's calling us to be disciples. It's not anything but that. Let me do another deviation. And this is foundational to where we're going to end up, I believe, I think. I've had a really special week with the Lord as I've been preparing these notes or post-preparing these notes. And one of the things that he showed me and spoke to me about was that the Holy Spirit only speaks what he hears. We read that in John 16. Maybe I should look it up. And in John 16, Jesus says these words. In a little while you'll see me no more. And then after a little while you will, that's after, that's before that. Um, it's, it's always tricky when you bring a different Bible because you know it's not where you look for it. Um, concerning the Holy Spirit, it's, it's, I was trying to find it. I can't even read it. Anyway, it is. I have much more to say to you. Yep. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. That's Jesus saying the role of the Holy Spirit. He will come and he will speak only what he hears. Who does he hear from? He hears from the Father. And he speaks what's on the Father's heart to us. Jesus says, 
I only do what I see the Father doing. The Holy Spirit says, I only say what I hear the Father saying. And so we have the doing and the saying coming together to us through what Jesus has called us to and what the Holy Spirit speaks to us out of the Father's heart. That's an important cohesion that sometimes we miss. We think that the Holy Spirit's there to do what we ask him to do. But technically, what the, what the, the disciples' position is, surrendered to my own agenda, what are you saying to me, Father, through you, Holy Spirit, and how does that look in the marketplace and what I'm meant to do, Jesus? They're the, they're the two fundamentals to discipleship. The Holy Spirit will speak of and point, the rest of Scripture will tell us this, points to and wants to honour Jesus. It's, it's so, I think, misunderstood in a lot of circles that the Holy Spirit is, is there certainly as our comforter and our guide, but to listen to him rather than say, I need help with this. That's legitimate, but that's not the main thrust of who the Holy Spirit wants to be for us. Is that, are you comfortable with where I'm going with this? It's important. So this morning, this is still on the deviation here, this morning I went early to the gym and I got on the cross trainer. And you can get on that and you don't have to look at anything, you don't have to think about anything, you're just standing there and working away. But what that lets me do is have a conversation with the Lord. And I'm standing there, well, moving around, and, and, and the Father just really, really blew me away, blessed me. It was like he leant forward and he said, David, let them know that my love fullness and blessing only flows through Jesus to each one. Now, God loves the whole world. He sent Jesus because he wanted to rescue the whole world and that's our role as, as missionary rescuers of the people that don't know Jesus yet, don't know the Father. But the Father is aching that we who know Jesus or who partly know Jesus or know about Jesus need to know that the full blessing that God intends for us to have out of his love heart for us can only reach us through Jesus. Only reach us as we surrender to Jesus. Because when we surrender to Jesus, we're giving our hearts to him. That's what surrendering means, is giving your heart. It's not, not just your mind. Mental assent is one thing. But the heart is the core of who we are. That's the driving mechanism. That's our, that's our spirit, our heart. Mind, emotion, will is soul. Heart, I believe, is spirit. And so if we hang on to part of our old man and don't want to give it up, we haven't re been truly fully born again. How's that for a little bit of a theological conundrum? We say yes to Jesus, we get born again, but we need to say yes, yes, yes to Jesus to be fully, to be born again. Mental assent, I don't believe, means we're born again. I believe it means we've entered into a relationship, but to come into the fullness of the blessing of being born again is to surrender our hearts to Jesus. I'm sorry if you've never been challenged with that before, but I believe it's a word from the Lord for us to take into, into our hearts.
It is scriptural. I'm not speaking outside of the Word of God. If you think I am, go and read, read it. It'll be good. It'll give you some other things to think about. But this is, this, is, this is really, really important. To be disciples of Jesus is meant we're given our whole hearts to him. Not just a Sunday heart or a when it's convenient heart. It's a whole heart to Jesus. I haven't looked at my notes yet. But surrender. Surrender your heart. Surrender all that you have in your mind and your heart and your plans right now. The plans you have for tomorrow and the day after, even the rest of today, the challenge, I believe, from the Lord to us all today is surrender them to Jesus. Now, it might be that you continue on in exactly what you plan to do and that will be fine. But don't be surprised if you have a little interruption to that when you say, I totally, fully now give my heart to you, Jesus. I surrender I surrender all to you. There's a great song that we sing like that. So, God wants to rescue the world. He wants to rescue the people that aren't sitting here today and maybe some of us too. He wants to rescue us from our plans, our agendas and being under the power of the, and the work of the agendas of the world. And there's plenty of them. The agendas of the world are not the agendas of God. They are the agendas of the world. Now, some of them may intersect with what God wants to do, but until they fully submit to God's loving agenda for the world, they will come up short. No matter what the government promises, no matter what the best intents of good-hearted people are, unless there's a surrender to the purposes of God for earth, for us, it's going to come up short. Active involvement in God's rescue mission for the world is what we are as disciples of Jesus. So what's it look like for our lives? How do we engage? Are we qualified? What will it cost? Is it optional? Can I have a bit of it or not a bit of it? I think I've answered some of those questions already. Give your heart to Jesus means give over your life to the call of Jesus to follow him. It's all about the Father's business John 5:19 only do what i see the father doing life in all its fullness comes through jesus john 10:10 10, 10. we connect with him we engage with him and life becomes more than we believe even in our wildest imagination it could be now to the true believer it's not a casual when it suits me when it fits me relationship it's a sold out awestruck, blown away, surrendered all to him relationship. A total agenda surrender. Nothing else. That's what it is. That's the invitation of God through Jesus to you and I to be disciples of Jesus. It's in the book. It's also testimony. People that have done that will tell you how their lives have been radically transformed. A relationship that introduces us personally to meet face-to-face with the Creator, with the Father. All things amazing beyond what we could ever conceive. We come to have communion with the lover of our soul. We come to understanding in a way that we could never otherwise understand God's love. Because until we're in that born-again, child-of-God relationship, 
we are outside of that funnel of love that God was talking to me about this morning. We don't get the full whoosh gush of the whole of God's love poured on us. It's like standing under a waterfall. It just comes boom and we get the lot. If we stand on the edge and watch the waterfall, we'll get a bit of a splash. But when we get in under it, man, it's like boom, it's come. And that's what it's like in this relationship with the Father when his love hits us, changes us, and calls us into this place of a child of God. So as a child of God, I choose to be a disciple of Jesus. And as a disciple of Jesus, I'm going to trust God the Father. You know, the biggest challenge to the Christian community across the world today is do we trust the Father to be who he says he is and trust Jesus to be who he says he is? Fear, anxiety, manipulation, control, all of these things have come upon the church of Jesus Christ as much as the world. That's what the enemy's tool is to want to cause us to pull back from the surrendering of our agenda. We think, oh, we've got to put a few things in place to be safe here. You know, as we grow up, we're told to be responsible and that's a really good thing. I told my children that and my grandchildren that. But what's responsible? Is it putting something aside for a rainy day? Probably. But what really is responsible is to say, God, I'm trusting you for everything today. Consider the lilies, Jesus says. Consider the birds of the air, Jesus says. He challenged the man that wanted to build bigger barns. He said, that's not a good idea because tonight you're going to, your life's over. The bigger barns aren't going to do you much good tomorrow. Jesus is not about protecting our futures for ourselves. I'm not even sure I'm hearing myself say this, but I am because it's the Lord. It is about resigning from being captain of your soul and making Jesus that. Giving him full say and sway over our lives. I can't see you all leaping about saying this is wonderful, but it is true. And it is wonderful. It's truth that brings life. It's not necessarily a message that we have put in front of us every day, but it's what is the real story about being a disciple of Jesus. But there's a good part of the story that I'm coming to. The good part of the story is Jesus said, all authority is mine, so go therefore. So hang on a minute. He's transferring that authority into those who have said yes to him, surrendered our hearts to him, and he's saying, now you have that authority in the earth to bring about the things of the kingdom of God in the earth. You have it. And I'm with you forever, he says, until the end of the age. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Great scripture. Hang on to it. Because that's what Jesus said to his disciples when he said, see you later, folks. I'm out of here. You've got the authority to deal with this stuff. So what does that mean? Well, Paul writes it in Ephesians 6. We read about it and we call it spiritual warfare. And it's, it's, not a, it's not a topic that we come back to regularly, but we need to. 
We need to know that we're in a battle. Why do you think there's a lot of people away today? I think the enemy's been sort of at work giving lots of good reasons why not to be here because the message of today is one that's threatening to the darkness. It's threatening to the darkness. Because when we stand in the authority that we have in Jesus, the darkness knows it's got to back off. And we've got that authority, brothers and sisters in Jesus. We've got that authority. And that authority stretches from A to Z. It's not just about healing. It's not just about deliverance. It's not just about freedom. It's not just about restoring good order. It's all of that. It's restoring what is in God's heart for what's right for his creation. We can speak to the storm and tell it to go around. We can stop the crowd that's running towards us with rocks. They might keep running, but they mightn't see us. That's what happened to Jesus when he walked out of the synagogue and they tried to push him over the cliff. He walked back through them. They just didn't see him because they were blinded to that. We don't know how God works. We just know that he does and he has that amount of power and we have authority to step into that power. We still see this battle that was released against Jesus as he stood up in the synagogue and quoted the scripture from Isaiah 61 when he said, opened it up and he said, and he read from the scroll, it said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me to say, release the captives, give sight to the blind, etc., etc., etc. It's a foundational scripture of the vineyard because it was Jesus, not because of what Jesus said, but was embraced as a, as a revelation to, hey, this is what we're called to. When we become disciples of Jesus, we're called to this. Let's have a read of it. Luke 4, 18. I should have brought my other Bible. This is one of my old favourites, but the, the, the print seems to have gotten smaller over the years, even though I've got glasses. It, it has, it has. I use another Bible at home every morning and I manage to flick the pages and it opens right up to where I want it too, so maybe I should have brought that one. Luke 4. Jesus is quoting from Isaiah when he picked up the scroll, he unrolled it and found the place. He found the place, he was handed the scroll, but he opened it up to this place. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And that was after that that they got upset with him. As we embrace that as our commission from Jesus, when he says, go into all the world and make disciples, he's saying, go into all and make disciples because I have passed on this anointing to you as my disciples to do this work. This is the role of the disciple of Jesus Christ, our role. Do we know where? Do we know when? No. But that's his timing, his agenda. He will lead us. He will show us. 
the other morning I had the opportunity talking to a, um, a young man, young by my age. He's middle-aged, I guess. He's 50, so he's probably getting close to middle-aged. And I've known him for some years. I saw him at the gym and he was talking to me about his business. He, he works in a very large company and he was saying that he was distressed about corporate life. And he just really was not happy, but he was sort of stuck there. And I said, oh, I said, well, I'll pray the Lord will open a way for you. To, uh, uh, there was another division in the company he thought might be good. I said, oh, I'll pray the Lord will open a door for you. He said, thank you. He is a Christian. I knew that. Anyway, I was working out and I felt like I'd done enough, although I was going to do a bit more. And the Lord said, no, that's enough for today. I said, okay. So I walked down the stairs at the gym and I ran into him again. He'd finished his workout, had a shower and was off to work. And I ran into him on the way out. I said, I've started to pray for you. He said, yeah. He said, I was praying too. He said, and I realised, he said, I'm just full of fear about change. I said, can I pray for you? I said, we can tell that to get off you, you know. He said, yeah. So we stood there, put my arm around him, he shut his eyes, put his hands out at the gym and I prayed for him. Told fear to get off him and leave him alone, let him go to work and be have a good day. He said, great. That was an opportunity I knew nothing about. It wasn't lined up in the day. I was going to keep working out. The Lord said, no, David, you've done enough. Go downstairs. And I ran into this bloke. I could pray for him and tell the darkness to get off him so that he could go to work and not be fearful anymore. Now, the enemy will come back and have another crack. But he knows that there is an authority there to tell the enemy to get off, leave me alone, and feel a difference. We have that authority, not for us. We have it for ourselves, but we have it for those that don't know they, they can be set free. These are the ones Jesus said he came to touch. But you have to surrender your agenda. That's the, that's the tough part. I made life plans. I don't have any anymore. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't. I just go, okay, well, I don't know how much time I've got left. I don't know what the Lord wants me to do. I have no idea what tomorrow's going to hold. I've got a program and I, I walk into it and I've got a, a plan for it. But pff, it's up to the Lord. If he changes it, he changes it. Now, the biggest thing for me was that I had to come to the realisation that stuff doesn't matter. God has seen to it that I've had over the years plenty of stuff. And then he said, you don't need all that stuff, David. I said, well, it's pretty handy, Lord, you know, I, I like this. Anyway, he saw to it that all the stuff went. And I, I have never felt so free in all my life. It's just an incredible sense of freedom without stuff. <laughs> and, 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 you know, the other thing, and this is serious, this is, I mean, it's all serious, but this part, as I was talking to the Lord this morning, he said to me, when you're with people, if it's the last time you are ever going to see them, what would you want to say to them? I said, Lord, I'd want them to know how much you love them. He said, well, tell them that this morning. So if I never see you again, for whatever reason, just know how much God loves you. He really, really, really does love you. And he wants you to remember that above all else. The powers of this dark world 
don't want you to know that. The powers of this dark world want to keep us from having a communion with the Father through the Son. As disciples of Jesus, we carry the responsibility with the authority to do the works of Jesus in the earth today. Today, as Jesus said, today this scripture has... He rolled up the scroll and he said to the attendants, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. As we embrace that scripture individually at the same time as surrendering our hearts fully to the Lord we are beginning to journey into a huge battle but the victory belongs to the Lord it's it's a really mixed message isn't it it's it's an encouraging message it's a truth message but it's not an easy message it doesn't mean that it's all going to be wonderful in fact the promise is it's going to get bumpy on the way <laughs> but but my testimony for what it's worth at the age of I'll be 77 in a fortnight is that God is faithful he has never ever been other than faithful and as the years have unfolded I've become to, a little more able to realize just how amazing is his love for me. If you knew my life, you would wonder how God could love me, really. You might have seen me the last little while and I might look all right on the outside, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff that God could have kicked me to the curb many times and he'd have been right to do so in the world's eyes. But his grace is just amazing and his love is so complete that he doesn't want to let that happen. And he won't let that happen because I've said, God, you've got my heart. And it's like, oh, dear. That's a bit of a mess, David, but we'll work on it. <laughs> and he does. He keeps working on it. He keeps pouring his love into it, washing out the stuff that doesn't belong there. And he just gives me a fresh start every day. It's a new day. It's a new day. But the thing about it is that we need to know that our role in setting the captives free is an act of spiritual warfare and that's what we need to know we're in i i, I want to just put that underline today is that when we pray listening to the holy spirit which is listening to what the father's saying and we're speaking to activities that are against the purposes of god's love touching us and others we are in a battle. However, be confident that we are victors in that battle. We're not, we're not going to lose. We're going to get bumped. We're going to get bumps. We're going to get bruises. But we won't lose the fight because Jesus has already established that he's won. But we have to tell the enemy, you've been defeated. Get off, get out, get away. And be confident in that. So this comes back to this trusting God part. We trust him. We trust him for who he is, what he said, and for the authority that he's given us in Jesus. Does this make sense, my friends? So the, the invitation is surrender your agenda. That's the hashtag for today. Surrender your agenda. 
And, and to do that, it's step forward into, I surrender all. Lord, my heart is yours. I surrender all. I don't know how long it is since you've done that or whether you've ever done that. But I feel like today is a good day to refresh that giving of our agenda, giving of our hearts to the Father. Because that's where the Holy Spirit lives, in our heart. There's body, soul and spirit. This is my body, you can see it. My soul's my mind, my, my, my emotions and my will. And my spirit is my heart. And that's where God lives. By my invitation. But you know, you can even ask him to leave. And he will. David said, take not your spirit from me. He realised when he messed up, pretty big, bag, pretty big time, um, not just adultery but murder of the Bathsheba's husband. He said, whatever you do, God, just don't take your spirit from me. I don't care what else you do. Don't take your spirit from me. That's my plea every day. God, never, don't take your spirit from me. Even if I've made a mess, please don't take your spirit from me. Because without you, Lord, I'm done. I'm nothing. I'm, I'm history. Because I've given my lot to you. So I need you, Lord. I'm desperate to hang on to this communion with you. Because that's how I hear your voice, Father. That's how I know. I hear the love tinkles of, of the messages that you speak to me. When you just ask me to look up and see what a beautiful day it is. That's the invitation this morning. Surrender your agenda and fully surrender heart to Jesus afresh. So let's stand and ask God to cause our hearts to respond to what he might be saying to us today.